Hello and welcome to Meditations on the Book of Romans. This is episode three and today we're looking at the subject of being called. Romans 1.1 says, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle. <clears throat> now in today's YouTube world of self-appointed prophets, apostles, pastors and teachers, etc., it is refreshing to read that Paul was not self-appointed, but called to be an apostle. Now, I do need to say that there are many good and genuine men and women of God who have been called to ministry on YouTube and social media platforms. And there are probably a few who probably really shouldn't be on YouTube, etc. But there we go. Now, being called by God is a great privilege, responsibility and honour. First and foremost, all believers in Christ, like you and me, were called to our salvation. First Corinthians one twenty six says, or consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. Romans 9.24, even us whom he also called, not from among the Jews only, but also from among the Gentiles. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 1.9, God is faithful through whom you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Galatians 5.13, for you were called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. 1 Thessalonians 2.12, so that you would walk in a manner worthy of the God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. 1 Peter 1.15, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. So. Excuse me, what does the word called actually mean? Well, in the Greek text of the New Testament, the word for called is kletos. It means to be invited as to a banquet and to be divinely selected and appointed. To be called, invited and appointed for salvation is an immense privilege and wonderful honour. Now, I cannot think of anything better than receiving an invitation from the king to come to the wedding banquet. Yet sadly, many are invited and called, but few are chosen and selected because they fail to respond to that call. If we want to be chosen by God, we must first of all answer the call, RSVP to the invite so that you will be admitted as a chosen one to attend the banquet. Matthew twenty-two fourteen states, For many are called, but few are chosen. Now, I know that this verse has perplexed many, but the context is about attending the wedding banquet after being invited or called to come. Those who accept the call then in turn become the chosen. Yet this verse can also apply to God calling us into ministry, i.e. serving him in what way he wants us to do for him. Now, some may be called to be a teacher, a lawyer, a doctor, I don't know, care home assistants, etc., whilst others may have he's chosen to serve his church as deacons, elders, pastors, priests, etc. But it's one thing to be called, but it's another thing to be chosen. You see, we make ourselves chosen by being obedient and available to the call. Um, I remember a pastor friend of mine way back telling me his story on how he became a pastor. So basically, there, there were five people who felt called by God to help and lead and run this particular church that was actually, to be fair, 
in a rather bad way. It was in a state of crisis. And sadly, rightly or wrongly, I don't know, but one by one, they turned down the call because they wanted to focus maybe on their own career or their family or, or whatever. Finally, all four of the five candidates dropped out, which only left then my friend. So after much prayer, he quit his well-paid job with a great pension and said goodbye to all those benefits and chose to answer the call despite the personal sacrifice. In that acceptance of the call and having a willing heart to heed the call, he put himself into a place where he could be chosen to do the job. He then uh, served as a pastor for many years and uh, he, he was my pastor for a while. And then when he retired, he joined a school of ministry and got to travel to Africa, etc., doing God's work. And he's a happy man. Now, I too felt a similar call to pastor a church 11 years ago. But I really didn't want the call or the job. You see, I was a full time musician. I love my job and I wanted to be a rock star for Jesus. However, sadly, I was neither called or chosen to do that. The thought of becoming a church leader, and I'm not lying to you, literally sent cold chills down my spine and not in a good way. I couldn't think of anything worse to do in the kingdom of God. You know, why couldn't I be an apostle or a prophet or an evangelist? <laughs> Those ministries, they get all the fun. They get the glory. Where's the fun and glory in being a little old pastor in an obscure town in Hampshire? Well, however... My heart, no matter whatever, God, my heart has always been, Lord Jesus, whatever your will is, that is what I'll do. Even though I don't really want to do the job, I'll do it. Maybe you'll get someone else to do it for a little, after a little while. I don't know. But whatever ever it is, I'll, I'll just say yes to you, Jesus. So my heart has always been about to follow Jesus. So I took a great big club, beat my ego to death and accepted the call to be the last thing on this earth that I ever aspired to be, a pastor. <laughs> now, here I am, 11 years later, after accepting the call at the time of this recording. But, you know, the wisdom, the anointing or the authority, the, the understanding of scripture God has given me has truly blessed and surprised me. You see, when you accept a call from God, you get all the tools that come with that job. You see, God will never call you to do something that he's not going to equip you to do. Now, you might say, well, God's, I believe, is calling me to this and my friends and everyone else saying, you know, I really believe this is what God is saying. But personally, I feel I just don't have the skill set to do it. You know what? Brilliant. Because it's not based, it's not by might nor by strength, but by God's Holy Spirit. And if God has called you to do something, then he will empower you and enable you to do it. Now, you know, when it comes to calling, everything must be done in order. You know, speak to your pastor about it, you know, so, so you get like get the church behind you rather than just you. I'm just going to go off and do my own little thing all by myself and all independent because God doesn't really always bless that. And I find it causes more trouble and harm than good. But if you do things right and submit things and to God and 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 speak to, you know, your, your friends. And if you're going to do something in the church, you've obviously got to speak to your church pastor about it. You can't just like I self-appoint myself to be this and I'm just going to go and do it under the radar. You, you don't want to do that because that's not honoring God. 
it's not really honoring uh, your pastor or whoever is running that that place or that ministry or, or the workplace. You must always everything. You know, there's always order in a house. You wouldn't expect if you were the parent of a house for your kids just to do something which undermines what you're doing and what you're trying to do or always doing something. But no one knows about it. So no one can be like, hey, that's great that you're doing that. We can get behind you. You know, it's just common sense. You wouldn't do it in the world. But why do it in the church? Right. But if God has called you to do something and you might think, well, I just feel inadequate, don't, don't feel worthy, don't feel I've got the skills. Well, you're in good company because most of the people who are called to do what God has called them to do are not ready. They're not that well equipped. They just don't necessarily have the skill set. And I think that's one of the problems that we have, especially I, I see this probably more so in the American kind of side of Christianity, where you go to Bible Bible, uh, Bible school, Bible college, seminary, whatever you want to call it. And then it's like, OK, you've done your qualifications. We have made you into these kind of like business professional, theologically worthy people. Now, there's nothing wrong with a good education or saying that. But sometimes we're, we're just putting people through like the, this machine that churns out another pastor, churns out another pastor. And although it's good to have good Bible knowledge and you need that, but nevertheless, I do think sometimes we're missing a trick because if God has really called us, then he will prepare and equip us. Not to say that, you know, you need you do need some wisdom. I mean, I as a pastor, the first four and a half years, I was just making complete mess. Yeah, I had all these kind of weird, goofy ideas and they just didn't work. And eventually I went and spoke to someone who actually does know what he's doing. And this is another thing. We're so proud, aren't we? It's like, I'm going to do this. This is my ministry. I don't need to speak to anyone about it. You know what? Humble yourself. Is there any harm in asking someone that's doing it better than you and is successful in what they're doing and go and actually knock on the door and say, hey, I've been doing this for a couple of years now and it really doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Can you help me, please? And so I did that a long time ago. Uh, I probably about six years ago, knocked on someone's door. Well, actually, no, he gave me a phone call, to be fair, as well. And, which, and I needed that phone call because I was I was not in a good place. I was struggling. And so I met up with the guy and, uh, you know, and he just started pouring out his wisdom to me. And, and he could see the problems that I'd been that I was having because He'd been there a long time ago and he'd seen those problems and he gave me some solutions to work through them. And slowly but surely, I <clears throat> I began to value the importance of having someone who actually really knows what they're talking about speaking into into my life. And I really valued that and still value that. You know, I'm never too big for my boots. You know, I don't care how old I get, how much a so-called an expert I become on something. You know, there's always someone that knows more. Uh, when I used to be a, a musician, I was a professional musician for 15 years, you know, and I trained myself to a really high standard. But you know what? There's always someone better than you. There's always someone that knows more than you. And it's important that, you know, if you're venturing out into something, that it's good to get godly wisdom and advice and, and be accountable to someone and, and, and have someone that say, yeah, you know, you want to do this? I'm going to let, let me help, you know, let me mentor you or go up to someone and say, hey, look, I'm trying to start this. Can you mentor me? So, you know, because God gives, although he gives wisdom and understanding uh, to us when we accept the calling, you know, we still make silly mistakes. And why waste your time going and making all the mistakes like I made? I made four and a half years. I get made stupid mistakes. Whereas if from day one, if I'd thought, OK, this is my calling. God's equipped me and resourced me. 
Nevertheless, I still I still lack experience. And so therefore, I'm going to learn from people who have experience. Now, it took me a while to learn that. But now that I have learned that, let me pass that on to you. You see, so after accepting the call and that God has called me to be a pastor, what do I think of the job now? Long pause. I love my job. And don't get me wrong, sometimes it's hard and, and sometimes it's really discouraging. Sometimes it's just like, feels like it's, I mean, it's, it's like a war. But mostly, it's an incredible privilege to serve God and his people in this remarkable way. You see, when you say yes to the call of God, we make ourselves available to get chosen to serve him. And when we serve him in whatever way he has called us, it is an immense joy and privilege. And can I conclude today's meditation um, <clears throat> just by getting you to think a little bit outside the box? As I've learned, as I've studied lots of different aspects of Christianity, so like the, the Eastern Orthodox and the Catholic and, you know, and everything from like Hebrew roots to Pentecostalism, all of these things, I've studied them all and studied their theology quite deeply. But one of the things that I noticed was each, um, each section of Christendom has its own kind of callings. So if, for example, if we were in the Catholic Church, you could be called to be a deacon or a priest, um, or you could be called to be a monk um, or a nun. They're the, kind of the, the primary things. There's other things that the Catholic Church do, do missionary work and stuff like that. But, but generally, they're, like the, they're the kind of things. Now, if you're in a more of a, I guess, charismatic end of the spectrum, like, like where I'm from, then, you know, the, 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 the width is a bit wider, but it's still quite narrow. It's like, well, you could be a prophet or you could move in the gift of prophecy. And, and we just limit things to these like basic components or maybe God's called you to pastor or lead a church or, or be an evangelist. And it's like, there's so much more than that. And, and, and we've got to widen our horizons because like, yeah, there is a, a, a relatively narrow bandwidth in ministries within the context of God's church. And even then, there's there's room to explore. But we've got to think wider than that. It's like, well, maybe God has called me to be a light in the dark places. And and maybe he's called me to, you know, work in schools or or, or work in hospitals or whatever it is he's called you to do. But, but think outside the box. Think creatively about, you know, if God's called me to the lost and and maybe I'm evangelistic, but I like I like young children in the sense of like young teenagers and I've really got a passion for them, you know, then maybe. But I'm a good musician. Well, then maybe I don't know, create some kind of music and band or something and go out and outreach to these people or whatever. Think outside the box. Think creatively. Don't think in the context of your denomination, which is what we do. Charismatics have a certain way of looking at the world. Catholics do. Um, Anglicans do. We all just see things through our own little narrow lens. But I would encourage you, think outside the box. If God is calling you to do something radical and outrageous, then maybe he really is actually calling you to do that. But just remember, whatever it is that you're called to do that you feel God is saying, you know, do all things right and in order. Speak to speak to, you know, your spiritual leaders about it. And, and some people get really funny about that. They're like, oh, I'm not going to speak to my spiritual leader. I don't have a spiritual leader. My only spiritual leader is Jesus. That's really not how it works. And when you humble yourself, before God and in this way it's just like make yourself accountable and and find yourself someone who really knows what they're doing and is really good at what they do and 
and you know and and allow those people to speak into your life so you know if you want to be a pastor then hey none better than your own pastor to speak to if uh, if you want to move into like uh, into things like house of prayer and stuff like that well then partner up with people that have been doing it for years and they know all the pitfalls and they know all the good theology and the bad theology about houses of prayer and stuff like that so that you can establish a really good healthy one straight from the get-go rather than trying to get this thing off the ground slowly but surely yeah accountability finding a mentor and all that kind of stuff is really important and in a society where we're all just trying to cut our niche which i think i think is a shame let's go back to the heart of what we're talking about today every one of us is called by god we're called by him we're called to salvation and maybe you're called to serve him in his church but maybe you're not maybe you're called to serve him in the wider world and you might think well i'm just a guy that flips burgers you know at mcdonald's or whatever and what's the great thing about that don't ever underestimate or undervalue your importance in the place where you are right now sure you may not be where your ultimate uh, plan is that god wants you to be but wherever you are you're stepping stones away from where you want to get to you know when david king david uh became he became king he didn't just become king overnight there was a process just like when he slew goliath as a young teenager it, it, it that wasn't his first thing he'd ever done he'd already slain a lion and a bear by looking after sheep you, you it's a stepping stone you go from one stepping stone to another till eventually you get to come into the fullness of the calling that god has for you so wherever you at don't waste the opportunity use it for the glory of god and use it to train and equip yourself so that you may move forward into the things that God has for you. Hope that's been helpful, very practical for you today. God bless you and I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.